And if he does, for those that are ready, an early Christmas present. Amen. For those that are not, I shudder to think at what lays in store. We just came off of a holiday time and a time of giving thanks to God and we should continue that on each and every day. Try to find something that we can be thankful for. Thankful, number one, that Jesus Christ was born. Well, I'll tell you what, that's something that can't be taken away. He's already been born. He's already did his ministry. He has went to the cross. He has paid the price for you and me and everybody that we know and that's something to be thankful for every day. Now, the devil, he likes to take us down some, some roads to where we won't give God glory, where we, we get caught up in the things of this world and we start losing sight, we start losing focus. But you want to know something? That's what we do for one another. We help each other get lifted up. We help each other to stay refocused. Pete, come here for a minute. She didn't know I was going to call on her. I'm going to get in trouble with calling on her. Come here, right here. Now, when we're walking in our lives, now sometimes she might be walking up here and sometimes I might be walking down there and sometimes it's just like you see it. But whenever I say, sis, come on up here where I'm at. Come on, come on, come on. You know, it helps when you get a hand up. If she was going to climb up on any of these things here, thank you. If she was going to climb up on any of these things here, something that's really high, she would need a helping hand. And that's what we do as the church. That's what we do as a body of believers is continue to lift one another up in prayer. We have had so many praises coming out of our prayer requests. Brother Steve gets up this morning, and, and I want to thank you for that, and I didn't press you for that. I've been praying for it. Lord, put it on his heart because, you know, it means so much more when you go to God and say personally thank you. Oh, I'll thank him for you. And, and Brother, Brother Willie and Sister Brown, I know they thank him. But whenever you come up, the devil didn't want you doing that this morning, did he? That was a tough thing to do. Well, let me tell you something. When you get up and you start, when you start moving forward, the Lord will start giving you a little bit of energy. He'll start maybe giving you some words. He'll get it to the place that you don't see the crowd. You start seeing him. You start focusing on something else. That's what he does. He'll get us through no matter what it is. But it takes those praises and those praises and those praises, and we continue to praise. And we have tonight other prayer requests that we're going to be praying for. There are needs that people have all over this community, people that we know, some that weren't wrote down, but we know about them, and it's our duty, our responsibility to pray. One thing that we can do that they cannot stop us from doing, the devil can't stop us from doing, our government can't stop us from doing, nobody can stop us from talking to God. Amen? Boy, what a powerful, powerful thing prayer is. And if you're struggling and you got a need with something tonight, Bring it to the Lord. If you don't know him tonight, you better get to know him. I want you to see something. Matthew chapter 24. Let me find what I was going to read.
Matthew 24, verse 13, verse 10. <laughs> I'm going to read quite a bit, I think. said, all these are the beginnings of sorrows. You back up before that, and he's talking about that nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places or diverse places. And these shall be the beginning of sorrows, and they shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and, you shall, and, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. These are the times that we're going to be facing as Christians that's coming. We already know there's a large populace throughout this world that hate us because of Jesus. They like to say and put God in there and lump him into a one, one way, but whenever we start talking about Jesus, that's where the line gets drawn and people are either standing with you for Christ or they're standing against you. And it says here, haters. You'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then, shall be, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold or grow cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Then shall the end come. Now, let me tell you something tonight, folks. The end is at the, it's at the front door. This gospel is going around the world. If they don't understand the language, it's being printed in all kinds of languages or somebody is interpreting. People are going around the world. It's going around in satellites and TV so that the word can get out about Jesus. And that's what is going on. This should be preached for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the, in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Now, Brother Willie can understand that for you, uh, explain that for you real good tonight, but we're not going to go that deep. But it's there because Daniel spoke of it. Daniel chapter 9, am I right? Verse 27, if that ain't right, just dig around right in there somewhere because that's where it is. So Daniel told us about that. That lets us know something about God. God already knows what's going to happen tomorrow. God already knows when he's sending his son back for us. And by him telling us that these kinds of things are going to happen, it's not God making these things happen. He's saying they're going to happen. And when they do, be looking up. Know that your redemption draweth nigh. Let them which be in Judea, Judea flee into the mountains, and them which are in the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let them which is in the field return back to his clothes. Don't even go pack your bags. And woe unto them that are with child, and them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in winter, neither on the, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall, the great, shall, shall be great tribulation, such as not was seen since the beginning of, the, of this time, nor of the world to this time, nor even shall be. And except these days should be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. But, the, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. 
For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth into the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For whosoever, for whosoever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall be give, not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven and power and great glory. Oh, we get excited about that. Amen. All of his power. Do you know that the devil wants to take and do all kinds of things tonight, but the power of God, all he has to do is look at him and point his finger or take his hand like we saw this morning in that skit, and the powers of evil will be subdued. Do you understand that? We're walking around tonight, folks, because we are walking from a place of victory. Jesus has already taken care of it. He came into this world as the victor. He went to the cross and became the victor so that we all can know. We fight from a place of victory tonight, all because of what Jesus has done. We belong to him, amen? And there's nothing that we should be afraid of. There's nothing that we should be worried about. There's nothing going on that he cannot take care of. And he tells us here, these are the signs. These are the things that you're going to see coming. Where was I at? Somebody help me. And there shall be a son, the, the, the closet, verse 31. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of the trumpet, and, and they shall gather together the elect of the four winds from one end of the heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender, he putteth forth leaves, and you know that summer is nigh. In a few more months, we're going to start seeing these little buds come out. Whenever these little oak buds get about the size of a squirrel's ear, it's about the time turkeys get the goblin. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just me. Whenever them squirrels and whenever them buds get out like that, that's a prime time to be turkey hunting. Why? But we know it's spring. Spring gobbler season comes in the spring. We know what happens. That's when breeding time comes and little baby turkeys get made and they get they lay eggs and they come on up on through the but so we know the seasons of the time. So he's telling us here that we whenever we see these kinds of things happening, the fig tree puts forth, we know that summer is nigh. He's letting us know that I can also tell you you can know that my time of coming is nigh. You hear what I'm talking about, Brother Eddie? I'm not going to tell you when, but I'm going to tell you what to look for. That's what the Lord is telling us. So likewise, ye, when you shall see these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Now, if God spoke it, it's going to happen. We ain't going to stop it. And nobody else is going to stop it. Whatever he says goes. Amen. Whenever we walk around tonight and we worry about all these diseases and things like that, we don't have nothing to worry about because if, if God Almighty speaks it from the throne room that healing is going to come, it's going to come and nobody's going to change that. Amen? If he says tonight, I'm going to make everything available for somebody that's lost tonight, I'm going to take them to that place. The only one's going to stop that is that man or that woman who says no to the Lord. But otherwise, there's no demon in hell that will be able to stop that salvation moment from happening.
He'll move heaven and earth for you and me. He already has. His son came and took care of business for us. Now that just gets you all excited, or it should, that we stay excited. And I'm telling you this tonight so that we can stay focused. We came off of Thanksgiving. We're coming in now to the time of the birth of Christ. And it's a big time for, the, for all the businesses to make money and for us to get out of school and to earn holiday pay and all these kinds of things. But it's really, it's about Jesus being born. And leading up to the time that he goes to the cross, that's why he was born. It's so that it could be taken care of. So that he could stand there on that day and say, it is finished. Been taken care of. Mm. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of the day and the hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in, the day, in these days, for as in the days they were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered, to, entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them away, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. You see, the people in this world that don't know what's going on, you remember what happened with Noah? It's in, the, it's in Genesis chapter 6. In Genesis chapter 6, God says he's repented that he made man. Why? Because what's on their mind continually? Evil. They're not thinking about the things of God. They're thinking about the things of themselves. When we start getting self-centered and self-turned in, that's a place for evil to grow. That is a hot house that you can sow those seeds and they will grow, they will blossom, and they'll bush out. There'll be all kinds of that kind of fruit growing. That's worth an amen right there because that's exactly what happens. They were so wrapped up into themselves, they weren't about the things of God. Now, we know that Noah had an issue, right? Noah was he, he was, he was, he found grace in the eyes of the Lord because he was a right and a, a, a just and right man, upright man. What happened? We know he built, a, he built a vineyard after the flood and he got drunk and all kinds of things happened. But what happened was is he knew the things of God. He worshiped God. There was those people that got on the ark. They're the only ones that made it. And Noah spent a hundred years, if my math is correct on that, building this big boat. And all these people thought he was a nut. And there's a lot of people tonight that might be listening to my voice think I'm a nut. And that's quite all right. Won't be the first time I've been called a name, and it probably ain't going to be the last if Jesus don't take me out soon. But it's truth. And so they build on this boat, and these people don't understand what's going on, and he's telling them what's going to happen, and then the rains come, and they die. Because God cleansed the earth of these evil people. And he said here, Jesus said that it's going to be just like in those days. They're going to be marrying and giving in marriage. They're going to be drinking. They're going to be having the time of their life. What that is alluding to, I believe, they ain't worried about it. Life is going on, life as usual. We're not worried about these things of God. We don't care. Well, that's just what you say. 
It used to be a time that that's what happened in the world against the church in whole, and now it's happening in churches in whole. It's about me. Can I tell you tonight, look up because your redemption draws nigh. You may say, I've been hearing that a long time. That might be fine. You might have been hearing it for a long time. I'm telling you now, this thing is getting to coming to a close very quickly, I do believe. And that's why that we have these times of prayer that we're having. I'm going to ask you tonight to pray for somebody that you know is lost. I've done that before, and we need to continue to do that. I've got a prayer request out, and a dear old brother keeps asking me, how is it going? And I don't have a good, a good answer to give yet, but I do believe that God will let that answer come, Brother Steve. I believe that he'll listen and he'll hear the cries that I have and the others that you all have for those lost loved ones because I'm telling you now, it's coming to a close with a quickness. And if, and, and if you don't know Jesus, hell's going to be your home. It says down here, if you go to the very end of that, it says that uh, the, Lord, uh, the Lord of the servants shall come in the day when he looketh not for him and in the hour that he is not aware and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. Then there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Anybody had any weeping and gnashing of teeth going on here lately? We're talking about unbearable pain. We're talking about unbearable. Anything that you can think of that the only thing you'll be able to do is to cry like a little baby and to be able to grit your teeth because that's all that you'll be able to do. And it goes on for eternity. We were at a bonfire last night of a friend and sitting there looking at that fire going up you know, 20, 30 feet in the air. And that was so hot you could be from here to that back wall and you could feel your hair wanting to start sizzle because it was so hot. Hell is going to be just like that, but you're not going to be standing 40 feet away. It's going to be in the middle of it, and it's going to be going on forever and forever and forever and forever, and it won't end. So we got to be able to call upon the Lord. We have to know that this is true. Study and show thyself approved. Do we understand and know what we believe and why we believe it? The question came up in Sunday school this morning. Is when, when you, Can you tell somebody who is of the Jewish persuasion, who don't believe in the New Testament, don't read it, don't care anything about it, can you tell them and take them to Jesus in the Old Testament? And the answer is yes. It always goes to Jesus. Anybody that preaches and they spend their time talking about the Old Testament and they never get to Jesus wasted a whole lot of time. It's always got to go to Jesus. While we're here tonight, it's about Jesus. While we're here tonight is to glorify him. While we're here tonight is to call upon him. And on behalf of those, you know, we got prayer requests. I got a prayer request right here that they can't nobody read it. Again. Can I tell you something? That's a wonderful thing that's happening because a little child that don't know how to write brought this to me tonight as I was handing out these little prayer requests and said, here, you read this and pray, will you? Now, I'm telling you what, I'm going to pray because I, don't, I can't read it, but God knows what's there. God put in that child in their heart to write down something and say, take this to the preacher so it's going to get prayed over. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what's going on in that child's life, but she filled out a prayer request. Can you read it, Brother Willie? I don't think so. 
It ain't no language, but I'm telling you now, that's a good thing. That's something that we can be thankful for that God is doing in the lives of our people. Why? Because he loves us, and we are in those days. This world don't care anything about Jesus, nor the things of God. It's so easy to be able to get caught up into our own business and our own world and we use that excuse that the, that the world gives us where you just don't understand. You're right, because I've been down that road too and I probably might get on it again, but that don't make it okay. We got to take ourselves to the place that we get to the altar and we call upon God and get ourselves refocused again. Because the devil, he just wants to keep us off balance. That's all he wants to do. We're in those days, folks. We're in those last days. And all you have to do is you don't have to look at what's happening in the churches. Maybe you can. Maybe we can go a little deeper with that, but not tonight. Look at what's happening in the world. So many people don't even know about Jesus. They've never heard the gospel message. Sadly, there's so many people who are professing Christians that really don't know the gospel message. Because they use the excuse of laziness and slothfulness to say, I can't read that, I don't understand that, and they stop. Man, that's like going to war without legs. You got a mind, use it. And that's the place that we are today. We worry about all these other little things of the world and all these fleshly pleasures. That tells you there we are in the last days. Oh, well, I love Jesus, but I don't like the blue seat. That's fine. You need to get concentrating on Jesus again. What did he tell the Ephesian church in, in Revelation? You guys are doing all this good stuff, and you're fighting up against these people these, these false prophets, you're, you're getting a doctrine, you understand it, and you're able to fight against that, but you've left your first love. we got to get back to our first love, church. Now, if that's you, apply it. If that ain't you, pray for those that don't get it. Amen? we got to get back to our first love, and our first love is Jesus. We breathe because of Jesus. We ate because of Jesus. We had Thanksgiving because of Jesus. We're in church tonight because of Jesus. We visited people today because of Jesus. We prayed for people today because of Jesus. Souls will only get saved because of Jesus. Amen? So as we pray tonight, and you might even still have some praises, and I love hearing those praises. That gives the devil a black eye. When we say we got a prayer request and this happened, and somebody gets up and speaks and says, well, guess what the Lord has done? Brother Ron, can I share? We've been praying for Miss Dotson, the lady that had the cancer. Had the surgery last week, and we've been praying for that for several weeks now. Well, she came through the surgery just fine. They believe they've got all the cancer, not talking about doing chemo or anything. Can we give God some praise tonight in the house? Now, folks, that's just a week later. That's the prayers. That's what we're doing here tonight is to call on God for these needs. And there's going to be needs. If someone blazes, gets laid on your heart, a lost loved one, look at this scripture. These are those last days. Apostasy is running rampant. 
We don't care about the things of God. Well, I've got this going. I got no. What is going on? And when he comes back in here, I, I read. I didn't read this, but I skipped it. But he's talking about when the Lord comes back, there'll be one, two in the field. One will be taken and one left. Which one are you going to be? Well, I'm married to a good woman. It doesn't matter where she's at. It matters where I'm at with Jesus. One will be taken and one left. I think in another one of the, the books, I don't know sure which one it is, but it talks about two will be in the bed. One will be taken, one left. Two women will be at the mill. One will be taken and one left because one was ready, one was not ready. Now, that might sound harsh, and that may be how it is, but here's the thing. God has said this is how it's going to be. This is how we, uh, you have to believe in Jesus. And when we believe in Jesus, then we follow Jesus. We don't follow things we don't believe. Amen? Oh, but you, who are you to judge me? I'm not judging anybody. If you get offended at that, then that's where the problem lies. Amen? You know what I'm talking about? Somebody starts laying truth at your door, you either accept it, or you get rid of it, or you fight it. And if you're fighting it, you're always looking for a crew to jump on your boat with you. That'd be like what, going around and jumping on the Titanic with them after they done hit that iceberg. Why would you want to jump on that boat? It's sinking. Amen? Where did that come from? I don't know. Came from heaven, I believe. So, I'll, uh, But pray tonight. Join up with someone if you feel the need to. I ask that you pray. Be reverent during this time. To call out to God. And I want us tonight, we still got about 20 minutes before 7 o'clock, so we got plenty of praying time. Start out tonight spending your time in prayer of what we've been doing for the last month, and that is what? Thanks, Giving thanks. Come to him with thanksgiving in our hearts. And boy, when we do that, we get reminded that yes, he is who he says he is, and he can do what he says he can do. And then we'll pray. Okay, so you just do that. Brother George is going to give us some music to pray by.